Hey, this is Tommy from The Carbons, and you're listening to Fox on the Wire. You're listening to Fox on the Wire! Podcast. Is that because of the, uh, like the smoke smell and stuff? Yeah, I just don't want it to smell. So I have like, yeah, I was just, I was just saying I'm uh, in the process of changing because I was barbecuing <laughs> earlier and I forgot to change <laughs> and, uh, um, and I was about to put on my jacket because I'm in my bus and it's kind of chilly. Yep. Um, so I was going to put on my jacket, but I don't want my jacket to start smelling like, uh, like steak spice. <laughs> Although that smells amazing, you probably don't want that smell on your clothes all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, it, it tastes amazing and it smells amazing when I'm hungry. But if I'm chatting up some birds, you know, <laughs> which I don't do because because I'm married, pretty much. But yep. if I were, then uh, then yeah, I don't want to be smelling like steak spice. A man's got to be prepared, and uh, you know I'm sure you don't have a washing machine handy in the in the bus there that you can just wash your clothes and smell fresh <laughs> again. Or uh, do you? No, I'm pretty well equipped, but I don't have that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking for my tooth now. I just had it. Well, that should be okay. Anyways, do you want me to turn the uh, the camera the other way? Uh. Oh, like. Oh, yeah. Maybe actually. It doesn't really matter. Try it though, maybe. Doesn't See matter. what it looks like. Okay. See what it looks like. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's better okay. for you? Oh, yeah. That's good. Is that all right for you? <laughs> Is nice. it good for you? Oh, yeah. Totally. Cool. <laughs> it's awesome. All right. Have we got a, have we got a bit of a delay? Yes, we do. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. We'll work with it. It's not that bad for me, it doesn't seem. Um, mm. You can work with it, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll try and not... I'll try and not cut you off. And, uh, yeah, we'll be fine. Sounds good. All right. Tommy <laughs> Teasdale of the Carbons. Welcome to episode number 81 of Fox on the Wire. 81? Damn, 81, dude. man. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it was a bit of a slow 2022, so I should be a few ahead of this one, but I was doing other things last year, so the, the podcast admittedly took a bit of a back seat. Uh, so I'm trying to get a few more down this year and talk to more people and Stay in the loop a bit more. So, um, yeah, welcome, welcome back to the show again. Thanks, man. It's good to be back. Now, been watching oh. your um, uh, your guitar videos. Um, yeah, I mean, now I know you're a shredder, but I don't know if I knew last time I talked to you. Maybe last time I did, but not the first time. Well, I put the electric guitar down for the most part in the last ten years. Um, you know, and did the whole acoustic thing because I had a few hard rock bands that broke up about 10 years ago and um, I just, I don't know, I dreaded the thought of starting a new band and I got sick of trying to be in a band and have 
you know, everyone on the same path mentally and free at this mm. time, free at that time, and let's do this. No, let's do that. And um, I just really wanted to have a bit more control about what I was doing and how often I could do it. And um, I think yeah, sort of when I decided to go solo and do the acoustic thing, which I still love, but I've really missed the the band stuff and playing electric guitar in the last year yeah. or two. And, um, yeah, sort of getting back into it and just getting my chops up and um, probably playing better than I ever have, really. So I'm just in the process of trying to, uh, well, get a proper band together and, and make that sort of public and do some recordings and stuff like that. But I'm just taking it at my own pace at the moment. So should cool. see some things this year, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, but. I can definitely relate to that. Um, the whole like, you know, wanting to go uh, at your own pace and people not kind of, you know, not not wanting to go at the same speed. I definitely can relate to that. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, the solo thing is pretty pretty lonely as well. Like, it's good to be able to just pick up your guitar and and go to a gig anytime, anywhere, and whatever. But you know, a band is a whole different thing, and you know, it's. It's uh, definitely something I miss. So you've uh, you've been on many adventures. I think it's about a year since we last spoke to you. And, yeah. Uh, thought it's about time we get you back on. I've got no notes today, nothing at all. I'm usually usually prepared <laughs> and got notes and done a bit of study, but I'm totally uh, totally freeballing this one. So uh, let's <laughs> let's see how we go. Uh, well, we've done it twice now, so I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, and we like chat. We were like text back and forth quite a bit. So mm -hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I don't think you need that many notes, if any. No, I think we'd be able to we'd be able to do this and wing it and just uh, and see how we go. So I think last time we spoke to you, you were in uh, was it South America? Yeah, Costa Rica. Costa Rica, that's the one. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I was there. Yeah, I was on the east coast of Costa Rica when we talked, and. Uh, barely had any wi-fi i'm surprised we made it through the interview <laughs> yeah um, but um yeah it's kind of crazy like i went down there to escape the madness of the world and it worked and um i wrote like 50 songs in 50 days while i was down there and then um <clears throat> when i came home i um, I tried to start like a solo project where I'd be like more like, you know, writing Jack Johnson type of songs, that kind of stuff. Cause I like out of the 50 songs, like not of all, all of them were rock, right? Like some of them were more like beach type music. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I basically lost like both my band members and, and I was like, okay, well I'll record this like beachy stuff. And I got basically like, two and a half songs in and i was like fuck this shit <laughs> <laughs> i was like nah i'm not done with rock yeah <laughs> uh, fair enough man well you are a surfer aren't you like you do love the beach and stuff like that so yeah. it would make sense that you you did that sort of music but if you're not feeling yeah. it you're not feeling it yeah i mean like i like the songs and i played them i've played them live and stuff and um you know it's not like they were bad songs but it's just not what like lights the flame inside of me right now 
not saying that, you know, that's not going to be true in five to 10 years, but yeah, I just like, I have all this, all this stuff that I have to say and, and, uh, and I've already written it down. Um, and now it's just a matter, it was just a matter of like recording it. And, um, <clears throat> while I, I basically came home with no money cause I spent it all in Costa Rica yeah. and, uh, and so I decided, uh, well, why don't I try recording everything myself inside the bus? Mm, cool. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you that already? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, that's really oh. cool. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, I don't know how much you're going to be able to see right now, but um, on my socials, you can you can see the bus and what it looks like. Um, but yeah, I, I basically came home. Um, I had a month where I had like the time to record. So I threw some drums, like I threw a drum kit inside the bus, or there was already one there. Um, started tracking drums with just two microphones like one on the kick and then one like overhead mic and uh yeah finished one song sent it to my um to my engineer like my mixing engineer because he's kind of like a no bullshit kind of guy like if it would sound like garbage he would tell me Mm -hmm. and uh he said uh he mess he was messaging me he's like okay i see what you're trying to do here Maybe we should go like more of a psychedelic route. And I, and I told him, yes, I'm into that for sure. And so a few days later, he's like, okay, we should uh, set up a Skype um, just to talk about production and stuff. Well, I actually initiated that. I was like, we, I'd like your production input on this album. Like, let me know what you can do. So he's like, okay, let's set up a Skype. So we set up the Skype. And then the day before we're supposed to meet, he messages me and he says, uh, so I've done a few things to your song. And I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I trust you. And then uh, he says, well, I did more than just a couple of things to your song. <laughs> and I said, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, you haven't charged me yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I haven't paid you yet. And, uh, and then he says, I actually mixed your song. I was like, what? So the drums sound okay? He's like, yeah, man, the drums sound good. I'm like, what about the vocals? I recorded the vocals inside the bus. He's like, yeah, vocals sound great. So after that, I was like, okay, we're go- we're doing an album. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. I thought you were yeah. going to tell me that he's like cut out verses here and just totally jumbled the song up and made it something unrecognizable. But that's cool. That's a cool story. Yeah, well, I mean, this—that's the thing. Like before, <clears throat> before he actually touched it, you know, we were talking back and forth about the vision of this song and of this next album. And you know, I was telling him that I'm like influenced by Audio Slave, and like I gave him a couple other references as well. And uh, and so he was yeah he was on board and like uh so far he hasn't really failed me like he i i actually have to push him to go further like i always tell him like uh mix it so that i'm scared you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i I, that's what i want i want to be like i want to get the song back and be like okay 
that's cool, but it's too far. Let's dial it back like a couple notches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So S- sounds pretty collaborative. Like you've got a lot of uh, sort of faith in him and you can sort of tell each other or be honest with each other and sort of push or pull each other back, whatever it might be. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and we don't always like uh um <clears throat> I, I don't know if agree is the right right word, but um yeah, but I mean like that's the thing. I, I tell him constantly like I want you to go too far mm-hmm. on everything. And so he kind of expects me to pull back for mix two. You know, mm-hmm. so he sends me like the first mix. And then sometimes I don't pull back. Sometimes, you know, I tell him like, wow, okay, that's that's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, sometimes I'll like pull back, but he doesn't take it personally because like that's kind of the uh, the strategy that we're using. I, I just like the last thing I want is to look back, you know, two months after I mixed a song and, and think to myself like, oh, I should have been bolder. I should have tried something else. You know, mm. yeah. I often wonder, like, how long is a good time to sort of, uh, you know, let the recording process and the mixing process sort of play out because it's a it's a lifetime thing. Once you release it, that's it. Like, it's it's locked in, and uh, it doesn't mean it's bad necessarily, but it's very different. You know, if you if you've heard the first mix and you're like, sweet, that sounds great, done. You know, it's very different to how you're going to hear it six to twelve months, even two years down the track. You know, how long oh, yeah. is it, how long is a good time? It's you probably can't even answer it, but I often wonder that sometimes. How long should I leave it? If I hear this mix and I'm happy with it, maybe I need to wait two or three months before I actually listen to it again and you know mm-hmm. try and critique it or something like that. Uh, it's a tough one. Yeah. Um. I mean. <clears throat> I was struggling with this a lot at the beginning, uh, but when we did our first album, <clears throat> but now, um, I've, I've let go of, well, a couple of things have happened. So I have a lot more experience in the studio now. And so I'm able to get my ideas out, uh, faster. And I also know when a song is ready to, to go into the studio. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Whereas before, like I thought I was ready, then I go into the studio and then I realize, like, oh, I haven't produced a song. Like I've written a song, but I haven't produced it. Then we go into the studio, we start producing it, and then as we're producing, I'm getting new ideas, and then I want to try those ideas. But then the like the clock keeps running, right, yeah. while we're in the studio, and uh, and then eventually I'm like, okay, well, I'm out of money. So then like, let's print it. And then two months goes by, like you say, and then I have new ideas and I'm like, oh my gosh, like we've been playing it live, like differently and it's so much better and all that. Right. And so now I want to go back and I want to re-record. Right. So, um, so the first part is that, um, I've gotten better at, you know, producing the song before we go into the studio and uh and now with like having done this album by myself like i just took as long as i needed right i would i would be working on like two to three songs at the same time and then i would like um listen to it 
while I was working or while I was uh, landscaping, like I, I was like, or whatever, I was like driving, you know, I, I'd like bounce a mix and then listen back to it. And then I would, I would analyze it. Okay. Like, where is it missing something? Where is there like empty space? Like, can I add a lead guitar here? Or like, do I need to do a different drum fill? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so I was like actively working on, on the songs as I went. So that's like kind of the first part, but, and then the second part is, well, the song is never done really. Um, and, uh, but one thing that's cool is that, you know, you can continue changing it, changing the song live. Like, unless mm -hmm. it's like a single that, <clears throat> you know, millions of people have heard and you need to play it like, but even then you don't, even if you had like, even if you were playing like what's, uh, good example like well uh like a stone right by audio slave like um even um chris cornell didn't sing it exactly <laughs> like the record yeah when when he sang it live and so you know if there's things that you want to add or whatever then just do it mm. you know like there's a there's a big part in in one of the songs from my last album that i wanted that i should have added or maybe or that i wanted to add and i tried to add it before i sent it off to the mixing engineer but it would have required like i when i said i tried it as like i tried like rearranging parts in the song to try and add this new part without having to go and re-record in the studio mm -hmm. and um i couldn't make it work but now that's how i play it live we just have this big outro mm -hmm. right and, uh, and then people are you know people are like oh that's cool like that's different from the recording. Yeah, I think people appreciate that too, to an extent. You know, like if you're just going to go and play live, exactly how it, I think it was Zach Wilde that said this. If you want to, you want to hear the CD live, you might as well just stay home and listen to the CD. Basically, you know, yeah. nothing like that. Yeah. Uh, I guess as long as you can still recognize the song that you've come to see uh, in some form, you know, a live show is is different, and uh, I think it's okay to do it. A bit differently live you know like chris cornell with his solo you know to as he would do like a stone so obviously it's going to sound different to how it was performed in audio slave uh but yeah i think yeah. i think you're right and um i think it's also what you said as well you know listening to your mixes in different parts of your day you know like when while you're landscaping or driving because everyone listens to music at in different points throughout their day not everyone's just sitting in their room in front of awesome speakers and just focusing on the music you know they're listening to music while they're gardening or while they're driving on different speakers in different moods different parts of the day in different weather <laughs> you know it all it all uh it all adds up so it gives you a better sense of the song i think so it's a good idea yeah yeah mm. yeah and no, uh, it's just practice like like producing yeah. is completely different from writing mm -hmm. and it's you know, writing's completely different from playing guitar you know they're all like a bunch of different parts of the process and um yeah i find i i think like i found like a really good mixing engineer that i trust now so like that part of it i'm not even interested in really learning at least not now nah me either um but um but yeah producing i've always been really interested in and you know, now I've dealt with like a, 
a couple different producers and um i'm gonna get a new one probably for my next album like not this one that's about to come out but the one after um just so i keep learning but uh um but yeah yeah, yeah. it gets easy it gets easier like letting go of shit and mm. and then um yeah just producing better music i guess yeah, I think, uh, like, I'm not really interested in the mixing thing either. You know, a few musos I talk to, they mix their own things, and I'm like, can't even imagine doing it. Maybe for, for demo purposes, yeah, but not. Like, right. I, I still like the idea of doing majority of yourself, you know, the recording, the producing, and the stuff like that, uh, And but then also giving it to someone to to hear it with different ears and maybe have their take and opinion on it. I still like that idea so yeah i've got no interest in in mixing myself either i don't think i would have the patience to mix my own stuff anyway <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. but yeah i've been doing more recording at home you know guitar nice. stuff and and that which you know saves a lot of money but it actually gives you i still like being in the studio but you know in the back of your mind you know you know the clock's ticking and your wallet's, you know, getting a bit emptier by the minute and the the pressure's on and you start thinking about other things like that and it takes away from the performance a little bit. So in your own space, whether it be the bus or, you know, in the, in the room here, uh, you can really take your time and do a thousand takes if you need to. So it's really cool. Uh, yeah. Well, the, yeah. The, the funny thing is that um, it, it, it takes less time. Uh, um, at home because you're so comfortable you know what i mean like yeah sh- sure i'm sure there's like certain songs on I, I would have to go back to uh, uh through like the tracks for this album uh, i'm sure there are certain songs where i you know i i track like 12 15 different takes especially for vocals um but I don't know. In general, I feel like it was going faster. It was going mm. faster in my in my house or in the bus um, recording, just because I was so comfortable and I didn't have any stress of the the clock ticking. Yeah, and yeah, just not having that stress. I mean, that's the thing. Like if if we were loaded, um, and then you can just go into the studio and you still don't have that stress, right? Mm. And now you don't have the stress of finishing uh quickly and also you're getting like the best sound quality so you know mm. yeah for Foo fighters or dave Grohl or whatever then fuck yeah mm. let's go yeah so where are you at with this new album like have you finished recording and mixing what's where are you at yeah uh it's all done recording it's half mixed i think i have five we're working on number six right now yeah uh the first song's coming out on friday oh cool oh this is good timing then yeah yeah that's right um yeah first song's coming out on friday it's called good news and uh i started promoting it about two months ago on youtube and now i have um, i have like 11.5 thousand followers on youtube wow and yeah and like it's it's going really well i basically like I found this guy on TikTok um, and copied his like promotion strategy. He's just like posting 
videos of him singing the song over and over again, different videos, and then using like other people's videos and putting his music on top of that. So, um, yeah, it's been going well. And, uh, and then the second song, I just, I just got the master today, actually. So it's going to come out soon. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Is this, uh, is this going to be under the carbons name or? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, like I was telling you earlier, um, I tried going to like my alter ego, uh, Jack Johnson self and (laughs) (laughs) it didn't, uh, yeah, it just didn't light the flame in me the way that these other songs are doing. So I I don't know if I told you earlier, but I ended up recording like the tr- the drums, like the guitars, like everything for this album. So um so I think that was part of it too. Like I really wanted to bang on drums, I guess. Um yeah. so yeah, so I recorded the drums. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be under the carbon still like, you know, I start, I basically started the band, even the last guys that I've had with me, like the ones that you might've met, um, they, they weren't the original members. And so, um, yeah, I'm just going to keep going. I have new guys now. They're awesome. So yeah, let's keep going. Excellent. Well, best of luck with it. I can't wait to, can't wait to hear it. Cause you, yeah, you recorded the drums in the bus there, didn't you? yeah yeah <laughs> are they still set up oh yeah they're back there i mean they've got a blanket over them so you won't even yeah. see them i mean you know maybe i'll just take you to them yeah give us a tour give us a tour of the studio well it's pretty uh it's it's pretty disorganized right now looks yeah. like i'm in the blair witch project now <laughs> let's see if this will work hold on a second uh, how do I switch the camera around? Oh, here it is. All right. So these are not the same drums that I used to record. Mm-hmm. But um, let's see if you can see them. Can you kind of, kind of see that? Yeah. Get the. So is this the back corner of the bus? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So this is the back of the bus. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I said, my um my bus is a shit show right now. This yeah. week is actually my my week to uh to like organize everything because right. I was in um sorry, my phone's going off right now. Um I was actually in uh Portland last week and then uh Seattle the first week. Yep. And so I've been like super busy just like meeting musicians and I'm basically on tour right now. Did I tell you that? No, no. Cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so that's why I'm in the bus is, uh, yeah. I, my new bandmates don't have passports yet. So I decided to just go on tour by myself. So, um, I got a visa to uh, play in the States and, uh, I'm just like heading up like, whatever open mic or venue that I could find that'll have me. And, uh, and so I was in Seattle for a week, uh, picked up a gig while I was there. Then I was in Portland, uh, for a week and working on a gig right now. Um, I'm heading to, um, San Diego. I have a gig there. Cool. And uh, right now I'm in between Portland and San Francisco and it's, uh, 
um, uh, yeah, I'm just like going along the coast and stuff like that. And so that's why this week I'm going to actually clean up the bus because I have like more time because I'm not driving like in a main hub where I'm like out every night, like meeting musicians and stuff. So Cool. So just to give people a bit of a backstory, uh, yeah, when we spoke last, you were in Costa Rica, Costa Rica. And then I think you were thinking about heading to the States from there, but you ended up heading back to Canada, back home to Canada. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously you've gone across to the US now. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So the backstory is <clears throat> in 2021, I bought this bus, uh, turned it into a mobile stage and uh started touring across canada playing like outdoor gigs wherever we could find them and we ended up playing like 53 shows in uh three weeks three and a half weeks and then uh things got crazy in the world and so i went to costa rica and i decided uh, i was gonna go uh live my dream my other dream my my dream is to be a musician, and my other dream was to uh, learn how to surf. Mm -hmm. So I went to Costa Rica. I learned how to surf. I wrote a bunch of songs, and then I came home. And but yeah, like you were saying, my initial uh, idea was instead. Well, my initial idea was to go to the states instead of Costa Rica, but my girlfriend <laughs> wouldn't have it. She's like, "No, I don't want to be stuck in the states. Uh, things are crazy over there." So we ended up going to Costa Rica instead, and then we were going to go to the States halfway through, and then, like I say, shit got crazy there again. So yeah, I ended up coming home in uh, late March of 2022. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Almost a year ago. Mm. So how is it in the US now compared to Canada, say? Oh, yeah. I was going to tell you this. Um, I was barbecuing, like, remember I was telling you I'm eating right now? Yeah. So I'll send it to you after, but, uh, I've been finding like these incredible places near the beach to barbecue. And so that's what I was doing, but I was in like this kind of fancy neighborhood that, you know, is on a cliff and like oversees this, oh my gosh, like probably one of the coolest, uh, coastal views you'll ever see. Wow. And anyways, I'm like, I parked my bus there. And the cool thing about this bus is that it's an old, like, handy bus. And so it looks very, like, not suspicious at all. It looks like a <laughs> looks like a city bus. Yeah. Right? And so I can park it anywhere. And unless you're up close and you see that there's, like, names, like, signed on it, from far away, it just looks like, okay, yeah, this is a city bus. I don't know why it's parked there, but it just blends in. Yeah. Right? So I'm sitting there. I have, like, a propane, like, a little... Uh, propane barbecue you know with like the little the, the tiny bottles mm -hmm. have you seen those before yeah i think so So here i am i'm cooking my uh my dinner and uh this cop shows up behind me <laughs> and uh he's like i'm really embarrassed and um and in my head i'm thinking uh well, are you embarrassed for me? Because I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> uh, he's like, no, no, no. I'm, uh, I'm really embarrassed to, to like even be bothering you. Uh, uh, you know, the the uh, people in these houses were just making sure that you weren't going to fall off this cliff. 
yeah i mean i was pretty close like a f- you know a few meters yeah oh, from the edge <laughs> um <laughs> but no that's they the the neighborhood wasn't worried about me falling off the cliff that's just what they said to the officer to try and push me along right mm-hmm. uh, but here i am I'm, I'm eating my dinner i'm done cooking at this point and uh but yeah, the, you know, you asked like, how are the states? Like the cop was so nice, dude. Like he just came mm. over and he's like, okay, you're not using charcoal. There's no like sparks. Like, cause this stuff is flammable around here. I'm like, nope, none of that. It's all propane. So he's like, okay, cool. You enjoy yourself. You're not doing anything wrong. Just making sure you're okay. I'm like, sweet. Okay. So Maybe, mm, yeah. So he didn't try and search your bus or anything like that. No, no. He was kind of like nerdy actually. Hmm. He had like a very, yeah. He was like he was the nerdiest cop I've ever seen for sure. Mm, like okay. probably a bit younger than me, like maybe fresh out of the academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but yeah, super nice. That's the second cop that I've had an interaction with on this tour, and it's been really positive. Okay. Well, hopefully yeah. it stays that way. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I'm not causing trouble or anything like that. Well, the first. First time it had nothing to do with me. It was just like there was this crazy lady in Portland in front of a Starbucks that wouldn't leave. Mm. And this cop showed up and uh, was super professional, like de-escalating the situation. And, um, you know, the mm. the crazy lady was like up in her face, uh, in the cop's face. And, and um, she, you know, didn't react. She just put her hand up and like, hey, listen, this is my space. I'm not getting in your space. And, so, but yeah, no, the states have been great, man. Uh, yeah. The people, uh, um, I don't know, it's just it's just normal. I, I went to a to Seattle, mm-hmm. people were pretty normal. I went to Portland, people were a little bit weirder in Portland, I would say. But yeah. there was also plenty of normal people. It's just it's just a big city, you know. There's normal people and there's weird people. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of uh, I don't know if riot is the right right word, but. You know, a lot of crazy stuff going on in Portland in the last couple of years, and yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's part of the reason why I'm here too. Is um, you know, there are the neighborhoods that are definitely like that, but um, I slept in the bus uh, just north of Capitol Hill, like where that chops thing was. Mm. Yeah, like just a f- not a few blocks away, but maybe like twenty blocks north of there, something like in, that in Seattle. In port, uh, oh, sorry, in Seattle, yeah, right. um, and it was fine, like no mm. problem. There's like there's a lot of tents and stuff like that, and like campers and and whatever. Like you know, there's a lot of like, well, I guess it's legal there, but I was gonna say illegal camping. But um, yeah, I never really felt like in danger. Like there's a, you know, like I said, there was that one crazy lady, but um, she got escorted away. Like there's, yeah, there's like, you know, drug addicts in the street and they're screaming their heads off Mm. and that's unfortunate, but it's pretty localized for the most part. You know, like as soon as you get out of downtown, like you don't see any of that. Yeah. Uh, How long did you spend in Seattle? Uh, Yeah, a week in Seattle and a week in Portland. Cool. Did you you do a bit of a a tour of... Seattle, like some of the uh, the grunge, you know, monuments, and uh, I mean, 
I don't know what's there now. I was there like 15, 16 years ago and we went to where Kurt last lived in the, the park. I think it's is it Victoria Park or something like that next to his house there with the bench and stuff like that. Did you did you go there at yeah. all? In yeah, I, I didn't go there, but um, when I was there last, actually, I went to the uh, the museum of uh, I think it's pop culture. Ah, uh, yeah. Which yeah. my girlfriend dragged me to it, uh, but then once I got there, it wasn't about pop culture at all. It was a, well, it was, but I mean, pop culture from the nineties. Mm. So it was like all about Kurt Cobain, uh, Chris Cornell. Jimi Hendrix, um, who else? Um, uh, those were the big three. Oh, Pearl Jam. Mm. So, um, yeah, so it was super cool, like, going in there. They even have, like, a, a jam room where, like, you can link up with musicians and you're playing to, like, a guide track uh, kind of thing. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but this time that I went, I mostly just uh, did a bunch of, like, music venues and met as many musicians as I could. Cause really what I'm doing is laying down the foundation for like a full band tour. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm figuring out where, where the venues are that are still alive, you know, that have made it through uh, COVID. And then uh, also on weekends, I like go and see bands play. And, uh, and then if I can find like a good rock band or a good grungy or punk band or something then i'll follow them message them and see if like they want to set up a show in the future cool so uh off to san francisco next is that where you're headed yeah yeah so i'm in between portland and san francisco right now but along the coast and um yeah san francisco next and then la Mm. um then san diego i have to be in san diego march 3rd mm. um third or sixth i think but i have a gig there so i have to make it there but other than that i have nothing on the books probably the best way to to see america is uh you know driving on the bus driving across uh yeah are you yeah it sounds amazing are you planning on heading to you know middle america and over to texas and that sort of thing yeah, yeah, my uh, my end destination is Austin, Texas. Yep. So, I think I might have told you about this last time we chatted, but it was back then. It was only like a you know an idea, but we're moving. My girlfriend and I are moving to Austin, Texas. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I'm going down there um to go to South by Southwest. Like it's a big <clears throat> music festival down there. Yep. And then, uh, you know, if I have time, I might go a little further. Like I would like, uh, excuse me, I would like to go to um, New Orleans and maybe back to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just so far, I, a few people have mentioned that I should go as far as uh, Louisiana and, and like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And also I spoke to another friend of mine about songwriting and how important songwriting is and how what's the word um and how diligent and and um hard-working people are in nashville about that so i would like to, i would like to go to nashville and 
spend at least a week there and, and do the same thing that I've been doing like in Seattle and Portland, see if I can find some musicians who want to co-write and write as many songs as possible in, in a week. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think well, there's obviously a lot of musicians living in Nashville now and even people like uh, Sean Morgan from Seether, I think he lives in Nashville now. Oh, cool. Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Dave Mustaine, I think, from Megadeth. I think he moved to maybe not Nashville, but Tennessee somewhere. And like, okay, you know, Kid Rock and all those sort of. Uh, there's just tons there. I mean, yeah, it'd be an amazing place to go to. But what, what's your end goal here to uh, to get to Austin and get on the Joe Rogan show, something like that? Correct. <laughs> yeah. then I'll be famous. Sweet. Well, yeah, I'd love to yeah. see it. No, like the goal was, I mean, I've wanted to do a U.S. tour forever mm. and we had one uh, planned in 2020. Obviously, it didn't end up happening. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm tired of waiting. I have the bus. I can do it so cheaply right now. So, um, yeah, I decided to just go off on my own. Well, the other reason was that I was rebooking a tour from my house, uh, from my laptop. And then as I was trying to book shows, uh, I was coming across venues that were closed or, you know, venues that had moved or just a bunch of stuff like that. And, and I thought to myself, why don't I just go like, you know, I, I could, I mean, I have, I have work like online right now. So I work from my laptop. So nothing's really stopping me. Like as long as I'm, you know, being productive while I'm on tour, um, yeah, like when I, for example, like when I came to Australia, I had to pay a PR guy like three grand before I could come. And so I thought to myself, well, why don't I just invest that in myself? Like I'll mm. spend that much on gas, but at least I'll meet people while I'm on the road and I'll make genuine connections as opposed to ju just getting an invoice. And I mean, yeah. the guy that I, that I, I paid in, in Australia, like he was a great guy, but you know, this is this is way better use of my time to come down here and, yeah. Plus, you get the experience and, you know, it's a, it's a big freaking road trip and it sounds sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great, man. I, I've already met some, like, great people, like, guys that you would you would get along with, too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's it's just nice getting out of the house and realizing that, you know, the world is not as crazy as it seems. It's still pretty yeah. fucked up, but uh, but once you get out of your house and you meet people face to face, you're like, oh, okay, there's plenty of people just like me. Mm. And they're not um, not as crazy as they might be online. You know, you get a different sense of someone online than in person, don't you? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a weird yeah. thing, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I met this gem of a dude in Seattle, and he's the one like that booked me the show and uh in san diego and he's trying to help me out with other shows in austin and then yeah i met a couple really nice dudes in uh, in portland who are like i mean i don't know if what's going to happen with this but they know somebody at interscope and they say that they can get me a record deal i mean whatever i'm just like you know I'm, like i said i'm just meeting people you know, um, and sometimes I meet weirdos and sometimes I meet really quality people. So, just mm. well, it's going to be good experience anyway for you. Like, 
for for songwriting for life for your uh, autobiography down the track. You know, it's all good yeah. material for life. So it's uh, yeah. it's pretty amazing what you're doing. So all right, so we've got um, first single out. Was it this Friday? Next Friday. Well, today's Friday, so yeah, a week from now. Okay, so oh, when, when uh, yeah, so when you when you put out the podcast, then it will be this Friday. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'll try and because I've got another podcast to get out before this one, but I'll try and line it up uh, w- with the single release as well, and uh, we'll put some links in the show notes for that and for all your socials. And then you got another a second single drop as well soon after. Did you say? Yes. Um, I don't have a date for that one yet, but I got okay. the master today, so probably between four to six weeks from today. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what about the album? You got a rough release month for that? Or are you yeah, just gonna I see? Mean, I yeah, I don't wanna I don't wanna give a date that I can't deliver on. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. I mean, if it was up to me, like you know, if I had, if I had a, a hundred thousand followers and a million, or a million followers or whatever, and everybody's like ready to hear it, then yeah, be fucking tomorrow. Then yep. you know, I, all the money, like I have enough money to just pay it out. Like I'm, I'm still like you know, mixing the songs as I go. Like when the money comes in, so, um, um, so yeah, it's not quite done, but yeah, I mean. I'm going to try to release as much music as I ever have this year. So, Cool. Looking forward to hearing all of it. And, uh, yeah, we'll put all your links in the show notes. Uh, go and check it out, folks. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing this new music from The Carbons. Uh, and, yeah, check out Tommy's uh, social medias as well, um, which I think is still under The Carbons mainly. The show, like, yeah, Instagram yeah, the carbons. Uh, there's like, there's two accounts on Instagram because I lost access to one last time I was in Seattle. Um, but yeah, it's the one with my mug on it, the one with my face. That's the one that's active. All right, well, that's the link I'll grab. And yeah, go and check it out, folks. Tommy's a, a whiz on the social medias and um, he, he loves pumping out the, the awesome material. So we could all learn a, a bit from you, I think, Tommy, especially myself. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm happy. F- <laughs> for how to cook a steak i'm, I'm gonna show you tomorrow <laughs> yeah yeah i'd love to see that too unfortunately you won't be able to smell it through the phone but um i'll just i'll just imagine it so good to catch up with you man and i'm i'm very happy for you and what you're doing it's um it's not a not something that just anyone could do you know it takes takes courage and uh determination and you know all that all that good stuff so i hope it all pans out well for you and by the time you end up in austin maybe joe rogan will be ready to have you on the on the podcast so see i am (laughs) having i'm eating his diet right now fucking meat and fruit so meat and fruit what's what's that called what's that diet i don't know i don't know but he had some dude on uh talking about uh diets like a while ago and uh, it made a lot of sense to me what he said he said like you want to eat fruit because they're full of seeds and like nature wants you to eat the fruit and shit it out and then plant another tree basically right Mm. or another blueberry bush whatever Mm -hmm. so i was like yeah that makes sense to me uh i mean sure we can go down the rabbit hole of nutrition and and you know vitamins and blah, blah blah and all that but like once he said that i was like all right i don't I can understand the research, but like, 
I don't have time to change my mind every six months when new research comes out, you know? Mm. So, so yeah. And then, uh, the meat meat's pretty obvious. It's just like, yeah, I mean, humans have been eating meat like for thousands of years. So, mm-hmm. Except yeah. they don't, they don't really want us to, they don't really want us to anymore, do they? So they're, they're no. kind of, they're fucking with everything at the moment, <laughs> uh, especially in America, but that's, yeah. that's probably a different podcast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure i mean we can talk about that all day yeah yeah it's pretty crazy like you know some know. of these tr- train derailments and stuff like that and it's um, yeah it's i know man that's crazy shit like i don't know i um i was really paying attention to all of that stuff um up until i would say um Six months, maybe six months ago, eight months ago. I was still paying attention to it when I got back from Costa Rica. So maybe, yeah, maybe it's almost been a year since I started distancing myself from the news. Um, I mean, I still like catch up, you know, once a week or so. But um, yeah, I just decided that the best thing to do to stay free is to uh, um, work really hard make as much money as i can and that's how i'm gonna achieve freedom it's like make money grow an audience you know work produce music just like do what i'm supposed to be doing uh you know still be cautious about you know what people tell you it doesn't mean like you know but i mean i have a pretty good bullshit meter you know for the most part um but um but yeah I think that's the best thing we can all do is, is just like get as much resources as possible. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's so much happening. There's so many distractions and it can distract you from your own path in life and make you too scared to do things or, or whatever. Uh, so yeah. there's a fine line between being aware of what's going on and getting caught up in it, I guess. And, you know, yeah. that's something I'm trying to, I'm trying to do, um, you know, and it, once you sort of have got your eyes open to things, it's hard to just close them and pretend it's not happening. But yeah, it's not it's not well, good to get caught up in it either. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say that you should close your eyes and pretend like it's not happening. I would just say there's certain things that you can control and other things that you can't control. And so just, you know be aware that there's crazy shit happening, but, uh, focus on the things that you can control and then you'll become richer in every sense of the word. Right. Mm. Cause I mean, yeah, unless you're, unless you're organizing yourself, uh, or like reorganizing your life to become like an activist or, you know, you, you want, yeah, or a journalist or something like that, then, I mean, you don't really need to be watching the news every day and, you know, knowing, I don't know, this is my perspective. Um, because mm. I was there, I was there like, yeah, like even a year ago, man, I, I could barely go surfing. Like I was literally living in paradise in Costa Rica. And I mean, you kind of live in paradise too, but, um, I was like, I was living on the beach and I was still like glued to my phone or to my laptop like 
worrying about what's happening or like wanting to get involved somehow or like, you know, and, um, yeah, eventually I just decided, uh, well, I'm aware that things are fucked up more than ever. Like I've always had like a small awareness of it. I would say, uh, I guess it's a healthy distrust in the system Mm. for a long time. Um, and now it's just a matter of it. Yeah. Like I said, like, um, just gain resources, gain influence, uh, grow your network. And, uh, it's all we can all do. So it's all we can do. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot going on. So to be fair, you know, you had good reason to, you know, keep checking on things. And I think we sort of, you feel a bit of a responsibility to, try and do something and try and share the information that you're getting. But a lot of people just didn't want to hear it. Um, right. As obvious as it might've been, it's just some people have just got their, they've just got that shut off totally until it might affect them in some way. But I just got sick of trying to share information and, you know, being, being called a kook and all this sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, invest my energy in music and work and this podcast and you know i still love music more than anything and um talking to other musicians and you know we just we just keep going through life it's never going to be easy but um yeah it'd be nice if a few more people sort of took notice of what's going on and then you know maybe so many bad things wouldn't be happening maybe yeah well, yeah. honestly, man, like I think a lot of the people that have woken up are feeling similar to you and I. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like not that many people have woken up, right? Because everybody that has kind of has the same feeling like, oh, nobody's like, nobody's waking up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just work on myself, you know, and I'm going to focus on my thing because I'm tired of being called a conspiracy theorist or whatever, right? And so. Um, all of us are, uh, you know, are thinking that we're more alone than we actually are, right? Mm. We've stopped sharing things, right? And so people have like kind of stopped reaching out to us. And so we don't know if we're alone or not, right? Um, but I don't know. I'm still, um, yeah, some days I'm, some days I'm not so optimistic about the future, but Mm. I, mostly uh mostly i'm optimistic i would say um but yeah like i say all all that you can do is is grow your network and oh this is what i was going to tell you is like um i had that feeling of like why even bother for for a while now and then i remembered that i used to tell my family to invest money into like uh, a 401k or like a, would they call it mutual funds here in Canada, right? To like grow their money in their portfolio. And none of them listened to me. Like none of them. And I would tell my brother, like, hey, you need to set up like a, a an automatic, a separate account. And then money comes out of your, your main account automatically so that you save money. And you, you'll see you're going to save money way faster never listened to me he like he might have done it like like a couple years ago and i told him this like 10 years ago then then i tell him then the stock market crashes like uh, in 2020 
And I'm like, don't take your money out. You're going to lose it. Just leave it there. It's going to come back up. If anything, you should invest now. What did he do? Nothing. The opposite. He took all his money out. <laughs> I invested. So I uh, doubled my money from what I reinvested. Right? Like, people just never listen. They just don't listen. So <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's COVID, financial, whatever, climate change. Pick one. Um, yeah, people just don't listen. They, they, they're just afraid. Everyone's just afraid all the time. And that's how they manage their life. Mm. It's a, a conditioning from an early age, I think. I mean, you can see that with, um, you know, the youth now, how they're conditioned to be afraid. And, uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's, it's, um, it's pretty crazy shit. But yeah, it's probably another, another episode. I don't want to detract from your new music, uh, new music coming out. So, Let's yeah. call it a call it an episode and thank you very much for coming on, Tommy. It's uh been yeah, good man. to chat with you again. It's been good to see you, man. And uh I reckon we'll catch up with you again maybe when the album comes out. Uh sure. and maybe when you settle down in Austin, Texas. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Sounds but, uh, good, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're always in touch, so we'll we'll figure it out and figure out when the when the time is right. But yeah, thanks for coming on again, and be safe out there on those American roads and the the streets. And uh, yeah, hope it hope it all goes well for you. Yeah, yeah. So far, I've driven past three gun shops, but I haven't bought one yet. <laughs> can, can you like with a what do you got like a working visa or something? Can can you buy one? I guess you can. It depends. I think it depends on the state, but in uh, mm. I think in Texas, I could. Pretty much buy one at Walmart yeah. with no ID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's probably a prerequisite for, for living in Texas. I'm excited. <laughs> mm, absolutely. All right, Tommy, we'll catch up with you again soon, man. Stay safe. And uh, oh, I can't believe I just said stay safe. Be safe and take care. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for uh, tuning in, everyone. And we'll catch you again soon for another episode of Fox on the Wire. Cheers. Cheers.